like the rawness of your podcast. You do? Yeah. Good. So, um, how long has it been since we've seen each other, would you say? I think it's been a little over a year. Probably in May 2017, right before I graduated Cypress College. Right. You know, I, I always loved talking to you um, because when I go into the photo lab and I sit with different photographers, like I always felt you were sort of like maybe maybe like this podcast, like you were very honest. And, um, and so I always liked talking to you, you know, because I feel like that's where improvement in, in photography or improvement in anything comes from if you're honest yeah you know um, and uh, I remember one time I made a comment about OCD like something about like how this professor has more OCD than another professor and he was just laughing <laughs> like it struck a chord with you somehow do you remember that? I it kind of but yeah I mean sometimes I feel like I have some sort of OCD I don't know if you heard about the thing that Cliff sent out emails to some students, or maybe you one even got one. Yeah, I got one. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't have a chance to make a the thing that he wanted. But... Yeah, no, but it, I think because I mean I've talked to you. That's been like going on for like what three years now that I've been struggling with photography. Yeah, I mean you were you and, were. Um, I always ask people when I see them. So what are you shooting? And you, you, you're like, nothing. What do you mean nothing? <laughs> I don't feel like shooting. <laughs> <laughs> well, not much has changed, you know, unfortunately. Wow, how long has it been, dude? I don't know. I mean, I got a new camera. I got a Sony A7. Okay. Which, that helped a little bit, because I got kind of frustrated with the, the T3i. Okay. So you have more dynamic range now, and what else? Well, the, mo the most frustrating part about the T3i to me, especially when shooting portraits, mm -hmm. which I used to hate, but I'm, I'm starting to like more and more. You get into portraits? I don't know, with the Sony especially, because it like just detects the face, I press a button, it locks on onto the eye, and I'm done. <laughs> with the T3i, I would have to like select the focus point, yeah. then focus <laughs> on the eye, and then get my composition right yeah. and with the Sony that all like is just done I get my composition right I press a button and it focuses on the eye and done that's awesome and I don't even have to take it down anymore I see it right there on my eye like in the viewfinder because it's all electronic it right. yeah. and um, I don't know it's easier because you see your mistake right there and then you're like oh I cut that hand off let me move like okay. a little over to the side and click right and, yeah. Have you been, you know, so so you've been into portrait lately? I mean, I still don't shoot that much more. <laughs> the thing is that, um, well, I graduated, and since I'm on a student visa, when you graduate, you're allowed to apply for some sort of work permit. Okay. But it has to be in the field of your studies, which in my case, obviously, Wow. Okay, right photography. I'm going to stop you. Stop you. <laughs> you should have came here and been a... Uh, I don't know anything but photography, right? Like a Google <laughs> advisor or something. But photography, wow. I mean, that narrows your choices, doesn't it? Yeah. 
was like you graduate college and you're like now i have to be a photographer although i <laughs> i like fucking hated you know like here's a work permit for 12 months you have to be a, a photographer like well shit you know so i love it well i was looking around for a while and everything's like either in la which i hate to drive so like forget yeah. that and then everything else is in irvine okay and then i found this thing in cerritos right down the street from here okay i'm like well this <clears throat> this is perfect you know right around the corner nice and it had to do with car parts brake parts okay like sweet objects. you know You're shooting objects i like product photography yeah. i like cars it's 10 minutes away from my house wow. this sounds pretty good it's probably not going to pay anything but sure but you know yeah. So I started that and, um, yeah, it didn't help with the whole photography thing because it's like, go there and it's like, well, we need 2,800 brake rotors shot in front of white background. Okay. That's pretty straightforward. Pretty straightforward, but yeah. it's the most boring thing ever because <laughs> they all look the same. Sure. I mean, it's a round thing that goes on your wheel, you know? Uh-huh, yeah. And, They're uh, heavy brake rotors, aren't they? Some of them. Some yeah. of them are tiny. Some of them are huge. Yeah. Like the ones that go on the big Ford heavy-duty ones. Uh -huh. yeah. And, um, yeah, it's like, oh, five angles. And you just keep doing the same thing all day long. Do you have it on some kind of a spinning thing? How do you get your five angles? Uh... Well, at some point, I suggested we just, we have like the seamless coming down and we just poke a, a rod through the back and okay. just lean it against it. Yeah. And that worked pretty good. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it kind of gave up on me on some of the heavier rotors. Yeah. But right. it, it worked pretty good. Don't you get like grease and shit all over your seamless? Well, that's the other thing is like, you know, people are like, oh, you're a photographer, you know, when, when they see me at my, my photo station. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, I just clean rotors 80% of the time. <laughs> like, do you need some advice cleaning something? Because I can tell you all the tips how to get shit off stuff. Is it true? Do you have some secrets on how to get, get a thing clean to prep it for uh, object photography? Um, well, we had Lysol wipes, which I'm a big fan of now. Okay. And then brake cleaner, which... Yes, that's pretty... Um, that, whew, the first can they gave me didn't even have, like, a label on it. So it's like, you know, this is the good shit that just gets you high. Yeah. So you do that for seven hours, it's just loopy at the end of the day. Oh so you start talking madness and you just blame it on the brake cleaner, you know. You can't just be honest and people look at you weird and like, well, it's all the brake cleaner. Can't smell anything anymore. You be careful. I hope they're heavy in the ventilated space because that uh, could eat away at your brains and all that shit. You know, it's, yeah, it's a solvent. I've, That's a solvent. It probably did. But, yeah, when I listened to the, the podcast with Christian. Yeah. Like, I could relate so much to him, just shooting the same thing over and over in front of right. white seamless. Sunglasses, he shoots sunglasses and wallets. Yeah. 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 
Well, that already sounds more interesting than 2800 Prague rotors because let me tell you, they're all round and they usually have five holes. Some of them have six, but that's about it. But, but so, so what do you do? Do you just put that out of your brain? Like, do you just like, some people might say, well, I'm going to make the best damn brake rotor shots in the world. And other people would just say like, well, I just hope this is fucking over as quickly as I can make it over. Which one are you? Uh, well, when I started, I was like, okay, I just want to get over with this. I mean, the first week I was there, I thought about quitting a couple times. I was so frustrated with it. What was and the reasoning for that? Because this, this is a great thing, because you're a photographer, you went to photography school, you got a job in photography. What frustrated you about this job? Uh, the equipment. Was it and substandard or was it? I've I've never seen that shitty flash equipment in my life. I didn't even know that existed. Um, which I mean, it, they obviously they didn't at that point. They hadn't ordered the good stuff yet. Okay. Um, so I just tried to make something work with that, but I bet you did because you're a great photographer. It, it was pretty difficult. I mean, because you had to work with like the slave function that's triggered by flash but oh, one of those. It, it was really cheap so i had to like bounce light back into that little thing that to trigger it yeah and stuff yeah. like that and uh we and didn't even just going off so that means that if it makes sure that your your shutter speed or your f-stop is in a, in a set to where if you don't want to see that trigger flash you got to get rid of that somehow yeah that that was the other thing and then I mean, it would just light everywhere, so I would walk into the break room and just get a whole bunch of aluminum foil and build something like a snood and just trying different stuff out and it looked like trash. And then they were super picky about like every shadow because the funny thing was, you know, with Cliff, yeah. especially like, obviously he has been, um, had a huge impact on, on my I, yes, in a good and bad way. Um, <laughs> yes, but he's in your head, whether you like it or not. Yeah, well, that's kind of the, the where what I found out is kind of my problem now, because mm -hmm. I get too piggy. But anyways, <laughs> uh, he was always about this oh shadow here, and you define it so it becomes 3D and dramatic, and everything has like this gradient to it. So I was doing that to the rotors, and my supervisor's like, yeah, can we get rid of this shadow, this shadow, and this shadow? So for the last, like, three years, I've been shooting everything, like, adding shadows and making it look as, like, three-dimensional as possible. And then my first real photo job is like, yeah, can you make this, like, look as flat as possible? <laughs> is that so they can cut it out in Photoshop? Well, I don't know. It was just what, what she likes. Okay. which I kind of understand but they became like it got to the point where it's like why don't you just use 3D models that would work you know yeah. and have a, apply a texture to it and be done with it yeah and um yeah right if they all look the same I mean I never just... told them that because yeah. I would probably not have a job right now right <laughs> right sure <laughs> but like in my head I was like this is stupid yeah this could be so much easier yeah. for for them. 
But yeah. They don't care, right? All they care about is they want to put some shit in their catalog, and you make that stuff, and they all want it to look the same. Maybe shadows were too much of a variance. Maybe if the shadows, yeah. they want it to be more symmetrical, so when you look at it, you just see break road, break road, break road. You know, there's no. Yeah. And they don't care, right? Artistically, or even you're trying to be more descriptive, by right? if you're trying to throw gradients in and show curves, you're trying to be descriptive. They didn't even want that, right? They just want like, yeah. flat, like sunglasses, like sunglasses type of thing. Yeah, and to right. them it was more like, just what does it look like? Yeah. Which they even include like drawings. So if I'm like buying break rollers and I'm like that concerned about it, okay. that was that would be the first thing I go to, the drawing. Yes, because you need to know, because you're going to put this in your car, so you need to know. Yeah. yeah. Which, I mean, that company is interesting because it, it's two parts. One part of the company is wholesale. Okay. The other part is retail. So for the retail side, I understand it because people like you and me, just normal people. And normal people like seeing pictures. Yep. So. Super visual. Yeah. 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 Unless you're kind of nerdy, then you go straight for the drawing too, I guess. But Drawings are helpful. Yeah, I mean, I want to know the the measurements, you know? Absolutely. Like, the picture doesn't help me. It's not like, there's no no reference no. in the picture. It's just this thing floating there. Yeah, yeah. Which, which that was the other thing about the brake rotors. You know, some of them have the exact same design. They're just maybe like not even half an inch bigger than the other just one. Just size. Just size, but mm. when you crop them down and resize them, because they all going to end up in a square format. They look exactly the same. That's I love, but but thank goodness, right? Because that's more work for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's I mean, your podcast is what keeps me awake sometimes at work cuz right now I'm I'm done shooting most of them. So they're like, "Oh, well, can you edit them?" And that puts you to sleep. The editing part? Just cutting it out and then, oh, I got to remove this little dust speck and this. <laughs> and then this didn't come off of the brake cleaner. And, um... So that's, that could be, if somebody's in photo school right now and they get a job and they get catalog work, which is a lot of catalog work. Yeah. They could potentially need to, as well, edit those photos that they shoot as well. That's good to know. Um, well, I'm probably cheaper than any editor out there, so... How does that work? Is it the same rate for editing as it is for shooting? Just like yeah, I, I work there full time. I do all kinds of random stuff. We're actually two photographers. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And um, yeah, we we shoot the stuff for Instagram too. Uh huh. Yeah. So that that's kind of the fun part. And how's that different? How's that stuff different? Um. Well, we get told, oh, shoot this brake rotor and these brake pads and. Oh, we need something for Memorial Day. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, let's get an American flag because I don't know, every American holiday has the flag in Especially it. Especially Memorial Day. Yeah. Right. But yeah, that was one of the things I realized. I'm like, well, we could use this also for Fourth of July and yeah, then yeah. every other American holiday. Yeah, smart, right. Get five angles on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, I don't know. But yeah, it, it hasn't helped with getting more into photography too much because 
if you do that all day, you don't want to touch a camera. <laughs> Which, I mean, I don't even touch the camera. You went into this job that way. <laughs> yeah. Didn't you? I mean, because you were that way when I used to see you at the lab. But you always have this hope, you know, oh, maybe something's going to trigger something and then it's going to be good again. Right. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I mean, it has helped a little bit because the other photographer I'm working with, it's kind of interesting. He shoots weddings and okay. family portraits, that kind of stuff, like on the side. And he never went to school for it. It's all self-taught. And um, he just knows how to use flash, like just sets it up, one test shot. And he's like, okay, this a little lower, this a little higher, boom, done. And like just speed lights. Yeah. And I'm over here trained on pro photo and shit. Like, wow. This guy has it down. Yeah. But then he didn't know a single thing in Photoshop. That was like, wow, you shoot weddings and you don't know anything How in Photoshop. He, he... he was editing everything in, in Lightroom. Must be a plugin guy or something. No. no, but his stuff was pretty good. So, but at this, I mean, I taught him all kinds of stuff in Photoshop now. Mm-hmm. And I told him, next wedding you're gonna shoot, it's gonna take forever to edit because now you know how to fix all these little things. It'll bother him. Yeah. Because he's gonna see stuff he never saw before. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'm editing the shit out of these pictures now. What have you done to me? <laughs> <laughs> but I bet they're better. Yeah. I bet they come out better though. Makes a difference, don't you think? Yeah. Um, but I, I think he's kind of frustrated with it too, especially the editing part. That seems to be the, so that part's sort of, um, tiring, huh? The editing. Yeah. Cause before, you know, shooting a, a rotor, like if you have to clean it a lot, it took 10 minutes of rotor. Okay. Now you sit there and you might edit a rotor all five angles, two, three hours. Really? You look at the same thing, and yeah, I mean, right now, what I shot on a day, it takes me over a week to edit. So it's much more time editing than shooting. Yeah, I mean, probably because we didn't shoot it that clean. Mm. You know, that was the other thing. Suddenly, they were like in a rush, and they're like, oh, can you batch edit this? I'm like, this was never really meant to be batch edited. Right. But yeah, let me figure out how to edit these 10,000 pictures real quick, <laughs> you know. So do you tripod it to, that would help you on your batch editing if you tripod it. Yeah. Each shot. But would it, it really wouldn't, would it? Because if you tripod it, then you have to get five different angles. You'd almost have to have every, uh, brake drum or what are they? What are your rotors? Rotors, um, drums too. Okay, so you'd have to have them all waiting, and then you'd have to like do the one shot and then move the thing, out, another shot. So, but then you're saying they're getting bigger and smaller. Then you gotta. Yeah, you gotta zoom in and out. Yeah, that's not uh, so easy. It, it was on a tripod, and uh, I just played around in Photoshop and found some. There's a, a trim feature. Oh. Okay. And. Uh, as long as everything is white or like the same color, 
it will crop up, up to where a pixel comes into place that's like not wide anymore. That's cool. Which works great unless you have that little spot of lint like on your seamless and it just is like, well, let's stop cropping one inch from the edge. And like, no, I need you to go further, so. If that happens, does it continue to do the rest of the images or does it stop where you don't, you know, on a crappy one? <laughs> no, it just, it leaves it like that and goes to the next one because it thinks, oh, that's where I need to stop. Um, so I just found out that if you play around in levels and you crank up the, the white point. And, you're blowing out the... Yeah. yeah. And you just add like a white vignette to it, stuff like that helps. Um, yeah, so they're not the greatest ones batch edited, but they're starred. So, right. so, how long have you been doing this type of work? Last July, I'm almost done now. Wow. Because the 12 months are almost over. Is it a just for 12 months you do, or is it a job forever type of thing, or what is it exactly? Well, the work permit is only for 12 months, so... What do you do then? What happens after you've done that? Uh, well, you go back to school or you go back home. Really? Yeah. So I applied at Cypress again. I'm going to go back in the fall. What are you going to take? You know, take Small business management. No, I'm not going to take that. <laughs> That'd be good though. That'd be, I, I feel like that's um, something every photographer should, any artist should know is business. Yeah. That's what I feel like too, and that's one of those degrees. Like, you know, if you know how to sell stuff, it's always good. Yeah. yeah. So, killer. how long did it take? Probably one and a half years. I, I mean, I've noticed that the, the photo program is one of the longest programs you can take at Cyprus with like yeah. 48 units or something like that. Yeah. The only thing that's longer is radiology and engineering. Everything else has like 24, 28 units. Like, wow. That's so, so, like the average photographer, I read this somewhere, they make about $16,000 a year coming right out of school. <laughs> if you just did a little few more hours and became a radiologist, my God, you'd, you'd just you know, make a ton of money. Yeah. Um, but, you know, nobody, most people go into photography for the curiosity about it or their love of it, you know, not money. Yeah, I think for photography, especially, I have a hard time working for somebody else. Mm -hmm. Like making their vision possible, is, it's difficult for me. So yes. a lot of people, especially nowadays, they're like so picky about everything. There's people that you can show the, the worst image ever and they love it. And then there's other ones where like, you need to communicate a lot with them and I don't know if I ever figure something out in photography I would like to just shoot something and then mm -hmm. if you want to buy it buy it if not then whatever yeah right <clears throat> no, you know? no. so yeah. I probably should get more into artsy stuff right <laughs> like Dave Whalen talked about con artist or fine artist yeah yeah. Yeah. Be more on your terms. Justin's class was interesting. That's what that was. Yeah, both of his classes. I think the whole class struggled at first with him 
and the whole concept and everything. And then the interesting thing is that the turning point where everything, where we suddenly like got along great, like he suddenly like, I don't know, we became like more one, the teacher with us and we with the teacher was the day, the election day when Trump got elected. Okay, I remember that day. Yeah. And um, that was interesting because, yeah, he talked about that for a, for like half an hour, 45 minutes probably. And it got pretty emotional too. Mm. And that was seeing that side of a teacher. That was the interesting part. So it wasn't really his knowledge of fine art, but just that he politically was on the same side as most of the people in the classroom? That too, but I mean, he brought art into it too. And even saying that he himself probably should get into more political art now. What do you think about that? Is that art? Well, you make a statement, so if, that, if that's your way of expressing your view. Right. I mean, I think one time he told us that, you know, art is, it's only art when you start off with it as being art. The idea that you're going to make a piece of art. Yeah. Like you can't start doing something else and then we're like, ah, oh, well, this is art now. Like, no, you just didn't start off with the thought of it being art. That's interesting. That's why there was this whole discussion with Oscar about the cars and being art. Right which I think Dave said too. Um, because the, the cars were never meant to be art. They were, they were meant to be a thing but, no, the, it, for you transportation. Ever, you ever heard the Michael when you get a chance, check out Michael Weber. That's one of the podcasts on, on this series. And um, he, he disagrees with that, that teacher, you know, he talks about it. I, I can't speak like mm -hmm. Weber, but you might find it interesting. Weber's one of these guys that I've known. I, I knew him when I was a little kid, and he's just this freaking smart guy. <laughs> like he could say things I'm thinking. He could put it into words. But he gave a. He felt that that you know that that cars could be art. That the design could be something that was meant to be looked at as well as functional. Yeah. They're creating the car or the body, or whatever. You know, the interior colors, or I don't know. Again, I'm not gonna speak for Weber. He's far smarter than I am. But he had a, he disagreed with that, with that premise, you know? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely, uh, that's why it was such a, like, big discussion in the, the class. Yeah. yeah and I then, think, yeah, I mean, you met Oscar before. You yeah. can get very passionate about yeah, things. Sure. Right. And then, Justin over here having a master's degree in art obviously get very passionate about his side and yeah, yeah. I mean it was interesting what he did say was that you could use a car and then turn it into art by like what painting it or taking it, it apart or, or oh, make something you put in a yeah, show use, cut it in half yeah. It, it's, it, that in itself was not us. What Jaguar or a Mustang or whatever Mercedes-Benz is not beautiful to somebody as an object. It's beautiful, but it's not art. Not art. But then again, you know, does art have to be beautiful? 
Right. That and was I saw like some of the stuff you guys were working on. You guys, you know, use a lot of tin foil. Yeah, I I like that project because it's like. Tell me about that project. What was it? Uh, forgot the artist's name, but it, the the whole class was about recreating okay. other artists' work, okay. which is also an art form. Okay. And um, so one of them in our book was this guy that just crumbled up some aluminum foil and then took a black and white picture of it. Okay. The whole class was on film too. And you're like, oh, this, you know, like, are you serious? We're going to crumble up some aluminum foil and take a picture I, of it. You, I saw you in between classes. And, and you yeah. spent hours doing it. And like, this is insane. Like, it sounds so simple. Yeah. And, and it's it's not to make it look good good yeah I mean there's this, this other thing that we did the Walid Beshti thing what is that um, where you fold up uh, that would that was you know I think that was the second one okay so we obviously hadn't learned our lesson from the aluminum foil because <laughs> the next one you know the whole thing about oh it sounds so easy and then it turns out to be like really difficult hard, to do yeah. i mean it wasn't that difficult but considering how easy it sounds yeah. you're spending a lot more time than you think yeah. and then the wally beshti thing i mean he did it on on color photo like the whole Colors color film. no it that's the thing it didn't include any film we just used the photo paper folded it exposed it under the enlarger yes and uh, made art with that and then you unfold it and you put it into the developer okay um, what would you looks, get, what would it look like uh just lots of triangles mm -hmm. and things like that i mean it looks cooler in color obviously but we didn't have the stuff to do that or the knowledge, so, so he we did it. Didn't color. You guys did it, and just with black and white photo paper. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, they came out cool. Yeah. After spending like four hours perfecting and how it. How much money on photo paper? Uh, I don't know, but it, we got to the point where, because I mean, your timing has to be like right on the enlarger, because if not, it's just a bunch of gray tones or it's all black or you get everything white and like one corner is black is there a folding secret to that project you have to that's fold? what we had to figure out you know how how do you fold it so because i mean i think one part of the assignment was to get some sort of range dynamic range yeah okay. so have something completely black and something completely white or at least close and just get nice defined um, shapes and I mean we, we folded up so many papers and just kept doing it and doing it and then you have to wait again for the developer and everything and then we at some point we just started crumpling up photo paper and some I think it was David he was standing outside in the hallway okay. and we would like just toss it out of the dark room to him and he would toss it back <laughs> instead of using the enlarger. Sure, that's light. Yeah. Did and that then, change 
Yeah, the first one, it was bad. And then we're like, you got to throw it faster, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like so it took way too long. long. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think we, we passed it to like two more people, yeah. like through half of the department. Like, okay, this, this was too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we had it on video too, I think. Just started doing dumb stuff like that. And then everybody started presenting theirs, and they were all acceptable. And then Rosa pulls hers out, and I don't know why nobody thought of it, but instead of trying like these triangle shapes, you know, you like you fold in the corner and then you fold it again, and this, she would just do like rows, like she would fold the side and then over again and over again and okay. over again. Okay. So you would have all these like rectangles on it. Okay. Yeah. Like. Well, you know, it obviously stood out and it was way cooler than everybody was else's. It? Oh, that's awesome. Because I don't know why nobody thought of it, but that's the whole... Because mm. we were so fixated on recreating and Maybe she his. did hers by herself and you guys did it as a group. Yeah, maybe she never even looked at Wally Beshti's work, you know? Mm-hmm. He wasn't fold. Yeah, just folded. Like, okay. And, <laughs> I mean, usually when you fold the paper, you fold it straight, not like... You That's true, not trying Not do the corner and uh-huh. stuff. Right. Which, at first, we didn't even, or I didn't do it. I just took the paper and crumbled it up and like, this looks like trash. <laughs> that was more like the aluminum foil. Did you have a takeaway from that project or from the aluminum foil project? I mean, I know that you just said that it was harder than you thought, but was there something... Um, that, you, that you can keep from that at all? I think part of it was like the whole point of sometimes you see harder and like, well, I could have done that, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, could you? You know, and then you start doing it and like, well, it seemed like a simple idea, but obviously the artist put some more thought into it. Mm-hmm. So if I just did a hard thing, even if it looked like a piece of shit, that's art? if your intention was to be art then apparently it would be (laughs) you know I mean he had some it wasn't the 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 first class right we were supposed to do some conceptual stuff Mm -hmm. and we talked to to Justin and I go up to him and I go you know very lazy sometimes and he's like, well, then we'll use that as, and, and start from there. So the first idea was to just shoot white walls, something like that, you know, like you see a white wall, you take a picture of it. Okay. And um, the, the whole thing was, to me at that point, was like, I used too much Photoshop. I should get more in camera. Okay. But then I got into this whole thing about just letting Photoshop do all the work. Okay. All post. All post. So I started off with this painting from Picasso. Just 